paid my dues time after time I've done my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my Boom, just like that, we're going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. I hate to end that song, Queen, We Are the Champions, but it is a pretty fitting song for the guests that we have on today. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds, single game betting, and an all-star lineup for the top sports and leagues around the world. Pro-Line players also score great access to regular promotion. Right now, earn up to $150 in tokens when you wager $25 or more with Pro-Line or Stadium Bets. This offer is valid up to 15 tokens until July 31st. Free play tokens must be used by August 31st. Get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. How good is life right now, people? We're in the middle of summer. Baseball is in full swing. It's golf season. We're doing podcasts left, right, and center. I know the Jays lost yesterday, but what are you going to do? Uh... We have Alex Newhook coming on the podcast, Stanley Cup champion, probably the busiest guy east of Montreal right now. I couldn't imagine everyone up in Newfoundland, uh, you know, trying to celebrate with him. And we, we got him on the podcast. I'm over the moon. It's moments like this that you can't take for granted uh, in the podcast game. Whenever you start a podcast, you 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 hope for guests like this. Um to come on as soon as you win a Stanley Cup, it, it, it's it's the best feeling. It makes me think that we're a relevant podcast, even though I, you know, I know we are, but in the back of your head, you never really think, oh, this is the best, you know, you just, you never really think too much of yourself. You, you just, you can't take uh, yourself too serious. You take your business serious for sure, but you never take uh, yourself too serious. So whenever we do get um, a guest like Alex Newhook on, especially when he just wins a Stanley Cup, you can't take these moments for granted because you never know how many times you're going to be getting a Stanley Cup champion on the podcast, let alone a Stanley Cup champion three weeks ago. So we're, we're extremely grateful to, to have Alex Newhook on the show. Um, if you're unaware of Alex's Newhook story, grew up in Newfoundland, had to leave Newfoundland at a, at a young age to go pursue his dream uh, to play in the NHL. The competition just wasn't as stiff as he'd like in Newfoundland growing up, so he had to leave and uh, go create a name for himself across the hockey world to eventually get drafted by the Colorado Avalanche in 2019. First rounder, 16th overall. After that, went on to play Boston College, played for Team Canada at the World Juniors, and recently uh, playing for the Colorado Avalanche in the NHL. Last year was his first year. He had a stint with uh, Colorado playing. I think six games in the regular season 
and like eight in the playoffs last year, but this year playing 71 games, putting up 33 points, and in the playoffs getting 12 games in and being a key member uh, in that Colorado Avalanche lineup this playoffs. There was a lot of injuries that happened throughout the year on Tampa side as well, and especially Colorado. And uh, Nui was just one of those energy guys that you could throw him into any role. He had time on the power play, PK. His minutes were going up. His minutes were going down. He was just the guy that everyone could rely on and be there, have a positive attitude coming from Newfoundland. I've never met anyone with a negative attitude from Newfoundland. Uh, he, he goes in there, and he's a, a key role player to the Colorado Avalanche winning a Stanley Cup. Only the second year uh, in the NHL. I guess technically only his first full year in the NHL and going in and making an impact. I'm pretty sure that's unheard of these days I know it's been done in the past but to go in and, and have an effect on a Stanley Cup contending team you know you to, to impress Joe Sackick and the coaching staff over there in Colorado you have to have something than just uh, being a good hockey player you have to be a good person you have to have good qualities about you and you have to fit into a dressing room that, uh, that that wants to win we all know that the leadership ability that Nate brings and the other group of uh, leaders like Landis Gog in that room and to be able to gel and fit in and match their style of play right away um, it says a lot I think about Alex Newhook's character and what he was able to bring to that organization in such a short period of time because when you think about that Colorado team they've been gunning for a cup Probably for the past three years, they've had a realistic uh, shot at it. Really good, uh, really good roster. And for it to come together this past year, or this past, excuse me, three weeks ago, um, it's an incredible accomplishment for that organization. And during this podcast I just did with uh, with Newey, you could tell that there was nothing but um, great gratefulness in his voice. He was just extremely humbled to be in the situation that he was in and embraced every single moment that he had during this cup run. Um, he said it was tiring, exhausting, same thing. Uh, it was a mental battle as well. Everything that he put into these past two months that the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs were, he said it, it took everything from him. It was the hardest thing that he ever did uh, in his lifetime, mentally and physically. Um, he was really good about explaining some of the details that went into it. Uh, he talked about some of the meetings that the, the boys had. I know they talked about the Cogliano meeting on the Chicklets episode there. And he went into detail about that as well. And he talked about some stories with the podcast. But anyways, I could go on I could go on forever about this episode. I was just so thrilled to have him. Um, so without further ado, this is Alex Newhook on the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right. Holy smokes. Alex Newhook, I still don't know how we got you on this podcast, but I'm thankful for your time. I'm pretty sure you're the busiest man east of Montreal right now with uh, the Newfoundland community just trying to, to get a hold of you. So thank you very much for joining the, the show, brother. I appreciate it. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back on. Has every time... You know, when you watch these interviews with uh, people that win the Stanley Cup right after, they go, oh, it hasn't it hasn't set in yet. It hasn't set in yet. I don't know what to say. I don't know. How many weeks has it been now? Three weeks since? Yeah, almost three weeks, two and a half weeks. It has, so has it set in? No, it hasn't. And all the guys <laughs> that have said it before, I'm sure it's the same thing. But, um, you know, I keep hearing it. And it's crazy to, you know, people to approach you as, as a Stanley Cup champion. And um, there's been so many things that, you know, if you take a second to really think about and, realize um what has happened but it still hasn't set in i think um once the cup gets home i think that's kind of when it will set in 
Yeah, a hundred percent. What what when you landed in Newfoundland? What was the reception right away at the airport? Yeah, there was a uh, there was there was a fair amount of people. Um, a lot of the airport staff and everything was excited. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's something I've dreamed about just getting home and, and coming down those uh, those escalator stairs, um, the St. John's Airport, and and just having my family and everyone there. That you know a lot of them weren't able to get out for um, Game Six, so. Um, it was great to see him and and uh, great reception. When you got drafted in Vancouver, me and dudes were I think maybe two rows behind your buddies, and they went nuts just for you getting just for you getting drafted. I could not imagine you. Well, I can imagine you winning the Stanley <laughs> Cup, and just yeah. I can't believe that they haven't just tackled you and you had an injury. Like they were so excited just seeing you getting drafted, but to win the cup, how pumped are just your your buddies? Yeah, it's they're they're so pumped, and um, you know you, you saw it firsthand how excited uh, they were when I got drafted. But um, they've been yeah they've been such a great support, and and uh, you know they've been they've been great friends for me my whole life. And now they're at this stage, uh, you know they're just as much along for the ride as, as anyone, and uh, it's been fun to celebrate with them since getting home. Awesome. Um, so yeah, like winning the cup. They say you know it's. They say it's the hardest thing to do in professional sport, or excuse me, the hardest championship to win in professional sports. I don't want to say like in life, but have you gone through anything more mentally and physically exhausting rather than this, the Stanley Cup playoffs? No, I, I don't think so. Um, it's, you know, it was a long two months and um, to see it firsthand, like you said, the hardest trophy to win. Um, what our team went through in those two months, um, mentally, of course, but physically too, just, you know, the injuries everyone went through the, for guys to come back and then really do whatever they could to get in the lineup. Um, those last few series, um, it was special to watch and, and, you know, now you know, seeing that and, and knowing what it takes to win and, and seeing all those guys go through that stuff, um, it was pretty special. Did you, did you have anything going on that, that wasn't released to the media? Uh, I actually didn't. I mean, I banged up my shoulder game five, but it wasn't uh, wasn't anything too major. And um, I did my shoulder last year. So it was just I kind of felt something similar to that. But it was uh, it wasn't enough to really put a burden on anything and um, just taped it up. Game six. We're all good. Were you were you amazed like the rest of the world, like looking at the injury report? Like even if you look, obviously, you knew the injuries <laughs> on your team. But even if you looked at Tampa, some of the injuries that those guys had, you just might like everyone in the hockey world was like, wow, did you have the same reaction? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And obviously I knew it was going on in our room, but um, you know, you expect the same things going on in the other side, but you never really know. And, and then to see it, um, you know, I think it just, it speaks back to, you know, hockey players in general and um, you know, the toughness that's required to play and, and, you know, the passion that everyone wants to play, you know, no one's sitting out for any type of injury. You saw it and you Val played with a broken foot that last game, like, Wow. not that's not normal for for athletes to do for people to do and um i think yeah that's that's just hockey players and that's Stanley Cup playoffs so do you think it was tougher mentally or physically i think Is it was you... tougher mentally i mean yeah i think for me as well i mean starting out of the lineup in, in the first series um and then you know working my way back in and and then you know those last few series and and trying to um trying to stay um you know stay positive at all times and um, stick with our, our game and you go through a lot of ups and downs and uh, the mental side of it's definitely hard but um, you know you learn a lot through it and um, stuff that you know I'll be able to take with me for the rest of my career I, I saw it well, by the way you're whoever runs Colorado's Twitter does a fantastic job yeah they uh, 
like there were some photos of you walking into the rink. I saw three hours before puck drop. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. I, I get there pretty early. <laughs> is it, so is that, is that normal or is that just for playoffs? No, that's, that's normal. Yeah. I'm generally, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I'm generally there three hours before, um, if not a bit more sometimes, but yeah, they're, they're on the ball on the Twitter. They always got it rolling. Oh, a hundred percent. So, so the three hours before, what are you, what are you doing? What are, yeah. you, what are you doing that uh, first hour? Yeah. So it's generally like, uh, I mean, at home, it's kind of like, there's only a few guys there for the first probably like half hour. Or so, um, Jenny, like me, EJ, Manson, Cogliano, uh, McDermott, like there's only like you select few that I get there pretty early. And then, um, I'm generally a guy that just kind of gets there and, uh, I just take my sticks and, you know, do my laces and my skates, but I, I just like getting there and listen to music. Like, for an hour honestly yeah. like I, yeah. I just sit there and sit in my stall and chill out and listen to music and um it's good to just kind of I, I like just hanging hanging out there and not feeling like I'm rushed before the game or anything and um just kind of getting in that mindset I love it what what's the living situation up in Colorado for you right now I was uh I was in an apartment all year um just by myself and then me and Bo lived in the same uh, building so it was nice okay. it was an apartment but we we were just uh, two floors away from each other so we we saw a lot of each other still the video of Bo's dad coming down the elevator without a shirt was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he just had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. He, he did the same thing with me like a week before that. And <laughs> I was like, I'm so not surprised. <laughs> did you notice that like the around the finals, there was just a camera everywhere you looked? Oh, like yeah. I, I look at here as a fan, and I'm like, man, the NHL is doing a great job. They're killing the coverage. But as a player, was it a little, ah, just a little too much around right now? Did you feel that at all? um yeah it was it was a lot like and given I know like Stanley Cup final you know you expect it a little bit but I I never really expected it to be that crazy um I remember like media day we went out there and seen all the pictures of everyone that's won the cup and like this media scrum was like the biggest thing I've ever seen um that's kind of when it hit me that I was like okay we're in, we're in the Stanley Cup final like yeah this is nuts but uh yeah I mean they, they did a good job and and uh you know, you expect it and, and, you know, from a fan's perspective and, and I'm sure, you know, everyone that's playing and knows, you know, when, when we were younger, we like seeing as much as we can as, of it. And um, so you deal with it, but yeah, it's, there was a lot of cameras, cameras are, you know, morning ski when you're walking into the rink, um, you really couldn't do anything without a camera being on you, but um, it's just what it is. Yeah. Sells the game. Yeah. Um, after the Edmonton sweep, you guys had so much time mm-hmm. off and all these experts, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but even I had a, an opinion on it. You guys had so much time off and Tampa went toe to toe. I forget who they played before they faced you in the finals, but it was a war. What, what did you guys do with the, the, the time off? Do you think it helped you with recovery or would you have rather just been in the battle within like, you know, a week or so? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you know, I think it's nice to get some rest. I think that was a lot. That was a lot of rest before Stanley Cup final, especially after going through three series already. And then you get 10 days off. Um, but we did a really, I think we did a really, you know, good job of, of, uh, of taking the time. Um, we had like probably two or three, like full days off, like no one coming in or anything. Oh, really? Yeah. We did a lot of prep and, and we didn't obviously didn't know who we were going to play for that, those first like four or five days. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of guys banged up. So like, and, and everyone in the room is kind of talking about it and stuff too. And, um, you know, what we're thinking about the rest and, and kind of everything like that. And I think at the end of the day, like, you know, to beat a team in four, um, in the Western Conference final, uh, I think you got to take the rest. You know, you want you, you beat a you beat like that in four games. Like, you know, it's a, it's a pretty tough series, regardless of how many games it was. And 
we had a few guys banged up. We had guys with, you know, broken limbs. So they needed to get a, you know, a lot of rest and um, they took that rest. So really when, when you're in that position, you, you take it for the other guys so they can get back in and um, we made the most of it. And, and I thought we, it was good for us. I mean, we came out flying and, and game one and two and yeah, um, yeah, it was good. I, I look at the schedule that you guys played for the cup. You went Nashville, St. Louis, Edmonton, Tampa. And I looked at the map and Tampa's pretty far from Colorado. How long is that flight? Yeah, it's like three and a half, I think, four hours. And yeah, I mean, that's not that bad, but still, yeah. that's the furthest team you guys had to travel for in the playoffs. Yeah. Was that a little bit of a, eh? like, not? Yeah, it wasn't, it was, uh, it was long for sure. Um, you know, the, the three and a half hours plus the time change. The time change, I think, was what was the hardest. But yeah, yeah. Um, like, we would, you know, that travel day there, like, we would try to leave pretty early. I think we left like 10 a.m. Um, on both travel days. Yeah. And, you know, we'd get, we'd get there at probably like five with a time change and everything. So it's like your whole day, you're just in a plane. It feels like you get to the hotel, you just eat and you go to sleep pretty much. Um, so it's tough, but um, we try to stay dialed in. Like everyone on the flight is, is doing like recovery stuff on the flight for the whole three hours. You got guys stretching, you got guys, you know, doing, uh, you know, wearing like compression and, and, and doing stim units and everything. So it's, uh, you, you try to make the most of it. It's tough when you're on a plane all day and then you're sitting down and all that. But um, yeah, it's a long flight, but you just kind of got to make, make the most of it. I heard a really cool uh, quote from Max Talbot back when he played with Pittsburgh years back. And he's like, when you're a kid growing up, your dream is just to play in the NHL. But as soon as you have that one game played in the NHL, your second game, your goal is to win the Stanley Cup. Even though I know you, like last year you played yeah. last year, you played your first game, but this was your first like full season knowing playing for Colorado was an actual realistic chance to win a cup. Was that your goal? As soon as you had that first little bit of a NHL experience out of the way, was it to win a cup or was it just to just stay in the lineup? Like, well, what was the goal coming into the year? Yeah. I mean, I think coming into the year, <clears throat> my goal was, you know, individually was to make the team, you know, that, that was kind of the, you know, the first goal for me and um, got set down there for a few games early in the season, but, um, after I was back up and realized, you know, I, I think I have a good chance of sticking around all year. Um, that was like, as soon as, as soon as that happened and you're on a team like that and you realize, you know, what the situation is you quickly shifted to like, okay, we can win a cup. Like it was, it wasn't anything like, okay, I need to, I need to stay here like for the rest of the year, like worried about that. It was more so like, now that I'm here, like, I think I can stick, like we're, we're going to win the cup. So it was kind of like, and I, I realized how good of a team we had too. So it was a little bit of a different situation for like a young guy like me coming into a team like that, um, trying to trying to stick around. But um, you know that that mindset was really there, and you could feel it from like day one, even at camp. Like everyone on the team um, was like, "There's nothing like nothing matters. Just like whatever your individual goals are, it doesn't matter. Like our whole mindset is just a win in the cup." And and we got a taste of it last year. I did anyway, and they've had a taste for a few years now. Um, but the mindset felt different this year, um, even compared to last year, and um, it really never wavered the whole time. So it was uh, it was fun to be a part of. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I could only imagine training camp going into there and just the intensity, especially with Nate on the team, just yeah. like bringing that intensity to camp. That would have been, uh, yeah, exciting times for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the, the mood was like in the dressing room after the Game 5 loss at home. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really, uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a weird, weird vibe after the game. Um, obviously a tough spot to be in, you know, you have 
that game five was like lining up way too perfectly. It was like a Friday night in Denver, um, you know, to beat the double double champs in game five. <clears throat> it was pretty crazy. And, and I think everyone knew the situation, like everyone, um, you know, we understood what was on the line, obviously, but I don't think anyone really like, like a, not a lot of guys on our team have been in that position where like the cup was on the line. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of guys were just thinking about after the game and everything. And um, we ended up, you know, losing that one and then having to, to regroup to go to game six. So I think a lot of guys were like, okay, we got to go in there and win another game. Like it's hard building. Um, but yeah. We ended up having, I, I know EJ mentioned it um, on one, on a pod, I think on, on Chicklets. Yeah. I heard this. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And like, I, I know he was, he's explained it, but that, we went to, we flew to Tampa the next day, game six, everything was kind of like mellow and, and kind of quiet. Like the whole time after we lost up until we got to the hotel in Tampa um, night before game six and called a meeting and whatever, it was just players. And uh, yeah, everyone's sitting down and, and, you know, you guys say a few things, you know, Nate, Nate steps up and says something and um, it's all good stuff. And everyone's, you know, pretty dialed into it. And then, you know, all of a sudden Cog stands up and, and, takes the room stands in the front of the room and didn't miss a beat for probably like 10 minutes 15 minutes wow and it was the best best speech i've ever heard and from that moment on like everyone on the team was like we're winning tomorrow and it felt that way like it was a different feeling from game five to game six and i honestly think it was like from that speech like everyone the next day was just like all right we're doing it tonight and it was it was special yeah i'll never forget that one wow being a young guy in that role, just being there, being a sponge, soaking everything in. I can't imagine the amount of education, I guess, that you've gained through going through that experience. Just you'll be able to lead now. Not that you weren't before, but uh, you'll be able to, to be in a room that uh, I guess wants to do it again in the years coming and know what it you know takes to get there. It's, that's, that's, you can't buy that experience is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's so, you know, I feel so privileged to be on a team like that too. And, um, you know, I'm lucky to be in such a great organization that, you know, has the potential to be around it and, and wanting to win it for the next, like, however many years. So yeah, to uh, get the experience early, like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's huge. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then winning it, that's a whole nother side of it. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, you, you start with the drop, the drop in the cup for the team picture. Hilar- <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> and then social media just kind of blows up with you guys having a great time with it. One question I have is the alleyway doing the bench press. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> yeah, that, was good. that was good. Were you in the alleyway? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Who, whose idea was it? to do that? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't even remember whose, whose idea it was. Um, <laughs> it might've been holding it being like, how much is this thing? Like how, how much do we really think this thing weighs? And then someone threw it out there, whether it was EJ or someone. It's like, what bench press do you think we can do with this thing? <laughs> We're like looking around. <laughs> I don't know who did it first, but uh, we ended up throwing Sturby in there because this guy's juiced and he's he's like, you know, model material, just jacked. Yeah. And uh, he was pretty into it. Like you could see he wanted to do it, but we weren't like, <laughs> we were waiting to get called on. And like still we get in there he must have pumped out like 150 reps <laughs> and we had a guy like standing over top of him counting like we were all counting it was, it was pretty funny you got and there was you, someone was doing like uh, shoulder presses with it at a pool party 
You guys were just lifting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't get enough lifting that thing when it's around. When you lift, when you won the cup and you lift it, I've heard of stories of guys that have dislocated shoulders like in game yeah. seven, like back in Detroit, yeah. and they go to lift it. And apparently it's like a feather because you're yeah. just adrenaline. What, what was it like actually lifting it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was for the first, for the first time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see everyone lifting it up before you and, um, it's crazy. Cause like you're waiting for that moment, but you're also like so excited for everyone else. So it's like, you're watching all these guys. And then when it comes to you, like, Oh my God, like it's my turn now. <laughs> and, uh, we had all the family like down in the far section. So it was actually good. You kind of like go for skate and lift it up and kind of like look at them. Cause the rink was pretty empty at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it didn't weigh much when I lifted it over my head the first time. And um, just, yeah, the, the best feeling in the world right there. It was, uh, yeah, it was special. How much time goes by bet- from when you're in the dressing room celebrating till you're on the escalator screaming in the hotel? How much time <laughs> goes like, by? It felt like three hours. It probably was. I think we got in the dressing room at like midnight or like around there. And then we were probably back at the hotel. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe two. I, I honestly don't remember, but um that that time in the dressing room was was pretty special too and and as much as it's fun to like celebrate with you know your family and, and friends everyone that's there um just being in the room with only the guys right after the game still in like half your gear um all soaked um you know that's kind of what it's all about and um yeah that that those few hours is um you know had to be the best of, of everything we've done so far is your gear does your gear still smell like beer and champagne <laughs> yeah champagne and beer <laughs> have you been on the ice since no i haven't <laughs> is your is your gear with you yeah you have it yeah oh yeah i just yeah i couldn't i just couldn't imagine that and when you guys were going <laughs> up the escalator screaming <laughs> i think you had like champagne in your hand and you're who was who was streaming just people in the hotel or the fans followed you back yeah it was like uh there's a hotel like lobby bar or whatever yeah so we were going upstairs to like our uh, conference room or whatever yeah and uh yeah there was just a few bodies in the uh in the bar still it was pretty late and uh we were going up the escalator and yeah we had like probably i don't know how many guys were on the escalator but it was good just kind of looking over at the bar that's (laughs) awesome it was funny um also one thing i also wanted to mention going back to your twitter uh your twitter team your suits on point this year oh yeah thanks. now now that longquist is out of the league are <laughs> yeah. you are you going for best dressed and, and is that like a, a underlying goal of yours <laughs> yeah an unspoken goal uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I mean i enjoy it uh you know it's i think it's a bit of fun and um you know it's it's good to just roll into the rink and and i don't like really wearing the same suit ever um like not the same suit i wear the same suit but not like the same like shirt and tie same yeah. combo kind of thing um so i like switching it up and and you know getting a few different looks going on and um you know it's a large task with uh, 100 games that we played but uh tried to make it work and slowly adding to the to the suit collection and um you only, only keep going going up so it's it's good you got a good suit guy in denver you got he does a good custom job on you yeah i got a good guy yeah he's good that's awesome yeah. um I wanted to talk about, uh, I keep, I got notes here, but I keep going up, down, up, down. Yeah, one, one thing I was really impressed with, with, uh, your game this year was your little slot power play. I, you were, you mastered that. You, yeah, you, you just found that slot in the power play. You found the guy, you bumped off him and you had that one time. I don't know how many times it worked for you, but it seemed like every time I turned on sports and that in the morning, it was, it was happening. Uh, how, how did you work on that? How, how did that come about? And how did you master that in your game? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, uh, when I got back, um, I started on the, our second year power play in the bumper and I honestly haven't played a lot of bumper, um, like at all in my career. Like I played, I've mostly been on the flank on the power play. Um, and you know, maybe here and there I played a bit of bumper, but, um, got in there and, um, you know, with, with the skill we had, I was just like, whatever I can do to, you know, help this power play and, and, you know, be effective in that, in this position, I really got to like, you know, make the most of this opportunity kind of thing. And, um, G was on the left flank and, uh, we had taser up top. Um, and I remember like even watching before and, and they love doing like the, the steep play to the, to the flank into the middle. Yeah. And, uh, I remember watching a bunch of clips of guys doing it and Naz does it really well. Um, with Nate there so like I watched them do it a lot and kind of just watch Naz and, and the way he kind of like cheats over to the other side um, like the puck would be on the right side and like if the bumpers like if you're not even going to touch the puck on the other side we had a lot of times you just cheat to the other side wait for it to go there and then come into the middle and um, that one time was something I worked on a lot in practice just like getting it from that angle kind of thing and, and being ready that like I don't see the puck coming but when it comes oh yeah um, just ready to hammer it and yeah, it worked out there for, for, for a while during the season, which was great. And um, it ended up being a play that we kind of went to a lot. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. Do you have a different stick for the power play, like a lower flex or anything <laughs> yeah. like that? No, same twig. Same twig? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw in those NHL documentaries, like the, the quest of the cup, you sat next to um, Kadri in the finals in Tampa. Was that every game next to Kadri? Yeah, every game in, the- in Tampa, I was next to Naz, yeah. Talk, man, apparently this guy is just beloved in the hockey community just they, they love his intensity they love the adversity that that guy had to go through in the past couple of years just talk about his, his demeanor in the dressing room sitting next to him and i guess just the the look in his eye when he was hungry for a cup because it's literally you know he come, he comes from the toronto market where you get shit on all the time if you don't win and for him just to kind of shove it in everyone's face like I, did you see the level of joy that guy had oh man it was it was fun to watch and you know, as much as you're in the moment all the time, um, you do, you, you get to notice, you know, everything else everyone's going through. And um, I mean, the one thing, the one game I remember that, you know, was, was just like, you know, I felt like, I felt like I was crying in the room was um, when he was going through all that stuff in St. Louis, yeah. um, you know, with all the hatred and, and, you know, stuff that was going on online, it was, it's unbelievable that that stuff's still going on in the world today. And to see it like still happening firsthand was like terrible to watch. Um, but he never wavered. And, and, you know, as, as hard as I can be, I can't even imagine what it was like. Um, he came back, I think it was game must've been game four of St. Louis. I think it was, yeah, I think it was game four and he had a Hattie and we won like after all that. And you know, after he, how fired up he was and everything and as he should be. And we were all like, you know, fired up for him and, and to get the win was one thing, but then to watch him like go out and put on a performance like that, like after all that stuff, he's such a gamer and, you know, he, he's, he was hungry, you know, he was hungry all year. He had a great year. And, um, you know, he's always a guy that, you know, talks in the room and, and, you know, you know, tries to keep his spare time, keep everyone engaged and, um, yeah, just to see what he goes through and then to break his thumb, come back, score that OT winner. Like he's a true gamer, um, always been good to me and, and a guy, you know, I, I took a lot from this year and, and will take a lot, you know, with me moving forward. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hopefully he stays in Colorado. If not, it must be great to have that experience just being with him for that run. Um, what, what's your coffee order? You had a coffee every time you walk into the rink. 
Yeah, I'm just black coffee. Love it. I, I love that. And every time you, every time, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but every time they go Alex Newhook on the broadcast, they just say Newfoundland after. They might as well just say Alex, <laughs> Alex, New, uh, Alex Newfoundland is what they should call it. <laughs> yeah. But like that sense of pride of coming from Newfoundland, everyone in Canada at least knows it. You know, you, you guys are the, you, that province up there on the water and people love you guys because the way you treat other people um, and, and you treat, uh, I guess, yeah, people around you. And one really cool thing that you just did, you came back from a hospital and you, uh, you met a guy named Matt, who's going through a tough time and you made his day. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt's a tough kid. You know, he went through a lot in this past year and, um, I honestly didn't really know much about him, um, until like a few weeks ago. And, um, one of my family friends, um, reach out to me and was like, Hey, we're going to drop off a hat just to you guys. Um, if you don't mind signing it for this guy, Matt or whatever. And I was just talking to my mom about him and what he's been going through. And I was like, why don't I just go in? Like, I don't really want to just sign a hat for this kid. Like be cool. But I, yeah, I just went in and saw him and, um, you know, he was fired up. He's a big Habs fan. So I went in and tried to sway him a little bit to jump on board. Um, so I gave him the hat, threw it on him and, and he was excited. The, just the emotion on this guy's face was uh, you know, that was really the true, uh, true happiness that like, you see, it's just, uh, it felt so good. And he's, uh, he's coming around and I think, you know, just stuff like that to give those guys a little bit of, of a boost, you know, whenever you can is at least I can do anyway. So yeah, it was good. It must be a great feeling knowing that you have that effect on people. Just if you give people an hour of your, you're giving me an hour of your time and I'm through the roof right now. So <laughs> just, just to be able to walk around your hometown and give people the time of day and have that effect on people, it must be a great feeling for you and your family and friends as well. Yeah, it's great. And it's great to, you know, have that ability and, and know kind of, um, you know, the presence that I can have on someone. Um, and, you know, for it to really be like the least I can do for like to go out for a half hour, like, yeah talk like talk with his kid it probably you know made uh made his last couple months a little bit more bearable and uh, yeah and then anything i can do like that it's like why why would i not you know it's it's just so easy and yeah. so like, yeah that's what it's all about really um we'll talk about the grand scheme of things when the cup does come to newfoundland when is the cup coming to newfoundland for yeah it's coming on august 22nd just figured out a couple days ago august 22nd yeah i'm gonna write that down so i'll make that off um what what's the plan for it like do you have to talk to the mayor like are you doing a parade like how does all this work yeah so i've been uh, yeah i've been in touch with the city of st john's a lot and uh this province of newfoundland and um they're all excited um the cup's been in newfoundland players um three times this is the third time um Derek clancy won it a couple times so he came home with it in the management office yeah pittsburgh but um, yeah, I'm the first player from St. John's, so the city's uh, pretty excited. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna have a parade going through downtown. Um, gonna have like a big social event in, in uh, one of our parks here for probably you know a couple hours anyway. Get get everyone you know if they can be around it and just yeah. get a few snaps or whatever. It's gonna be cool. Um, and then yeah, I think uh, we might do a little thing with with uh, with a chopper for a little bit. Kind of go to a different couple different places and then. Uh, fly into the park yeah so it's gonna be pretty cool that's gonna be an awesome time yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it i got a bunch of my buddies flying in for it and everything so um we'll have a we'll have a good day with it i'm sure 
Yeah, that's the thing. Coming from Newfoundland and all the people that come behind you and support you throughout your whole journey, you've been across the world playing this game of hockey. You've had so many people that have had your back. It's going to be such a great feeling for you to just be able to give back and be like, hey, this is for you guys. You know, I'm sure you're going to love it, you know, and the, the recognition for it. But I'm sure at the end of the day, you're just happy to share it with everyone else because you're busy, man. You're, you're moving and grooving playing hockey. So to be able to have that day and everyone there, that's going to be it's going to be like Christmas times 10 for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to that day, um, all the summer. And it's cool that, you know, the NHL, it's, it's like, you know, no other league where you get one day with it, you know, it's, it comes to your hometown and, uh, you know, just the attention around it and, uh, everywhere in the world, but, uh, Newfoundland should be on another level for it, I think. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a crazy day. Like you said, just to share with my home province and, you know, these are the people that have, you know, grown me up and, you know, I've played minor hockey here and until I left and um you know this is you know really what uh you know part of the dream is is bringing it home and and being around the cup when it's here in Newfoundland and then for you to win it and come back and, and be able to share it with everyone it's going to be fun question on exit meetings I've all you know when you when you leave for the year you have exit meetings but you guys won the cup so everyone's happy do you have do you sit down with uh yeah. your, your coach and sack can talk about the year or because yeah. you do no 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 we don't yeah you don't yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you, did, it, yeah you did a good job <laughs> you can go yeah um yeah so pretty much so our like uh i think like our trainers i mean they kind of plan the exit meetings right okay. like it's not, it's not like uh joe and c-mac that do it it's just uh the trainers like they send out a schedule they send it out like i think they send it out like the morning before they were gonna happen the next morning okay and it was like train it's like a training meeting trainers meeting and then it's like a strength and conditioning meeting and then it's a gm meeting yeah uh, and we're all like we're at ej's uh pool house there uh the night before the meetings and we're all like you know sitting around his hot tub and we were there till probably i don't know two three i'm just drinking <laughs> the cup in the tub and uh joe was there for like most of the night um and we were like <laughs> you guys are asking him like oh joe like uh What's going on with the meetings tomorrow kind of thing. And this show is like, I don't know where we're all like hanging around. He was like, no meetings. <laughs> we're not doing any meetings. Like if I want to talk to you, I'll call you. He's like, I'm not even going in tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we, man. we had no idea. Like we're like, oh, we got to go ahead and talk to the GMs tomorrow. Like, oh no. Like, no. yeah, he's like in the middle of everyone's like no meetings. Everyone like starts cheering and stuff. It was funny. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. The player GM, that's the best day. He just knows what it's like. Yeah. No, yeah, meetings. Yeah, like, yeah. we want no meetings. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible yeah. no but uh, what at what point do you go from i don't want to say party mode but from leisure mode to all right maybe i got to get back on the ice and start lifting a little bit of weights like how does in your mind where does that come into play yeah i mean I, i'm uh yeah just back in the gym this week but uh oh, you're already back i'm going back in like today yeah <laughs> today today's the day oh yeah you got you got the lululemon on you're getting ready to go yeah <laughs> Well, today's the day but yeah it's uh it's a long season and like i didn't you know obviously I, this is my first full year so i didn't really understand how long it really actually is yeah but i mean i was at the rookie tournament in early september so that was like september to like july so it was like 10 months straight of grind you know and it's long and like to go through all the playoffs mentally, physically, like my body is, it was tired. My head was just like, I need to get away for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I even went to the gym just to see my trainer the other day and like hopped on the bike and I was like, man, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> Need a couple more days. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, after you go through all the celebrations and everything and 
um, you know, I only got home on Friday. So I've, I've kind of been, um, you know, enjoying it with my buddies at home and family and friends. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a fun two weeks, but, um, you know, it's a short off season too. So, um, you know, as much as it's, uh, it's something to celebrate, um, you, know, you can still, you can still do the celebrations, you know, if you're in the gym and still working out. So it's, it'll be good to get back in and, um, get back refocused and, um, you know, feel, feel a bit better about myself here. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's just the fine line of, you got to enjoy it, but you're tired as hell. I'm sure too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plans for, uh, the, the summer vacation or anything you say, you're a little bit tired. Are you, you going to go spend a week on a beach or anything? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm probably just going to hang out at home for most of July. I think all of July. Yeah. And then, uh, I got a spot in Boston with a couple of my buddies. So I'm going to go back there for like probably two or three weeks early August before coming back home for the cup. So get some golfing. Um, yeah. Yeah. get some golfing and it'll, I'll probably get back on the ice there. Um, we got a good group that we skate with there. So it'd be good to get back and, and get some work in early August. Um, just such a short off season. It's hard to get a vacation. in, I think, but yeah. uh, definitely we'll spend some time on the beach down in mass. Does Boston college welcome their alumni back. Like if you want to use their gym or their ice. Or yeah, they like do. That. Yeah. We, uh, we, we actually train out of a, a different spot, but, um, they do offer it. The ice isn't generally in the, in the summer. So it's a little trickier and it's yeah. kind of a little bit out of the way, but, um, yeah, we'll still be around BC and, and talking to the coaches and everything. It's, it's great to have that there. Awesome. Well, Nui, man, I want to thank you for coming on. You know, this means the world to me. I, I really do. You're so good to us. What is this, like the third time you've been on? <laughs> You can't, no, you, when you're in the world juniors, like bored in the hotel room, you came on, you're <laughs> yeah. coming on as a cup champion and you came on like right after you got drafted, I think. So you're, you're so good to us. If there's anything that we can do for you, man, you just let us know and, uh, and we'll be there for you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you coming on. I always enjoy it. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your summer. I'm not going to make any promises that we'll be up in Newfoundland, but <laughs> I'm going to start, I might crash open the piggy yeah. bank here and try I'm to get a flight to. up there. I'll, I'll see. To. All right. Right on. Um, yeah, well, once again, thank you. Everyone listening, thank you. This is all we got. This is all I got to say. Try to win a Stanley Cup just like Nui, and then you'll be on the podcast. There you go. All right. So there you go. There you have it. I hope that you enjoyed uh, that podcast with Alex Newhook. What a guy. Just, you know, just, just, just raised the right way. Um, and the stories that he has, he's going to have for a lifetime that he's going to be able to share. Uh, He's going to be able to share to his family and friends and, and everyone in, in that community. And, you know, Newfoundlanders, they're the best storytellers uh, in the world, if you ask me. So to be able to, to bring the Stanley Cup back to Newfoundland, if you didn't catch that, the Stanley Cup will be uh, on George Street August 22nd. So if you are in that area, I'm sure you don't have to listen to this podcast to know that the Stanley Cup's going to be in town. So uh, I hope everyone in Newfoundland gets to experience that day and, uh, and have a blast and if you are going to experience that day and if we're not going to be up there make sure to take a ton of videos and tag us in it so we can share it and let the hockey world in Atlantic Canada see uh, some of the footage from up there but yeah I hope that everyone enjoys their weekend uh, it's a beautiful Friday the weekend is here that's all I gotta say thank you for the support once again thank you to ProLine for sponsoring this episode once again and we are out peace my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my
Thank you all, but it's been no bed of roses. 